Hello, and welcome back to Pictorial on Relay FM. I'm Quinn Rose, and I'm someone who did not go to art school, but I love learning about art, both impractical and practical throughout history. Hi, and I'm Betty. I'm also someone who did not go to art school, but I also love learning about art. I have been working as a gallery guide in an art gallery for the last eight plus years. And uh, this topic doesn't have much to do with art galleries, but it's still interesting. So today is a big day. Um, This episode is going up on Election Day in the United States, a fact that definitely doesn't make me want to die. So (laughs) um, I highly doubt that anyone needs this art history podcast to tell them to vote. But you should do that if you haven't already today. If you're listening to this on the day it goes out, go vote. Yay, democracy. Um, (laughs) This episode is not about that election, but it is about election posters throughout history. We're going to talk about a few different ones, especially the 2008 Obama campaign that created an absolutely iconic image. We're talking about those from an artistic perspective and the stories behind their design and stuff like that. Nothing about this specific election because, again, it does make me want to die. So... Also, we won't be talking about the results of the election on any episodes past this one. You don't have to worry about that, mostly because these are all going to be pre-recorded. So, <laughs> so like, for example, the episode that's going to premiere in two weeks is still recorded by people in the past who don't know the results of the election yet. Isn't that exciting slash bad? Who knows if it's going to be better <laughs> or worse? No one. Not me, because the election hasn't happened yet. Okay. <laughs> all of that aside, how about we dive into it? Hello, Betty. Hi. Hi. Like I mentioned, today we are actually talking about campaign posters. So a lot of the conversation today is going to be specifically about the Obama Hope poster campaign. But before we get into that, we want to do a little bit of a historical overview of some other notable features of poster design and other notable posters throughout history. Oh, and we're focusing specifically on the United States here because, yay, election day. So... One thing that you might notice from a lot of posters is they most of them kind of look the same. They're big, bold, red, white, and blue, um, lots of stars and stripes. You get some eagles in there. The whole point is they're very safe. They just kind of, it's just like, bam, candidate's name, the year of the election, some stars, great, America. <laughs> And these are like perfectly functional, but this is why the ones that are more unusual and more creative tend to stick with us so much more. Like no one remembers what campaign posters look like when they just follow this template, but some are different enough and they end up striking a chord with people and even getting recorded in the history books sometimes. Yeah, um, and I actually, while researching for this episode, I came across a um, an article about a book, uh, and it's a book I really want to get because it just seems so interesting. So it was published um, maybe about 10 years ago by the Library of Congress, and it's called Presidential Campaign Posters, 200 Years of Election Art. So it has 100 pages. Uh, it's a large format book. I'm actually not sure how big it is. I think it's as big as a poster, so this book might be expensive. Um, it. <laughs> Is it's a hundred posters, but and it's ready to be teared out so you can frame this in your house um, of a hundred posters over the years. I think it's yeah, it's the past. It's from the eight like eighteen early eighteen hundreds till uh, two thousand eight. I think so. Yeah, so it has all kinds of posters. You know, has from all different political parties, like not just Democrat and Republican, but also like 
third parties, the independent parties, you know, parties that never actually really <laughs>、uh, end up making a difference in、uh, the. Well, I, I shouldn't say that, but at least they don't get a lot of votes.、Um, but but some of them actually probably do make a difference or an impact, and some of the posters kind of also,、uh, I think, in a way, demonstrates that. So and yes, it, it's it's really interesting, and some of it is really. Funny, and it's、um, I yeah I think it would just be fun to I don't know have this book and then have a hundred random American posters around my house and people would just be like what? <laughs> Some of them are very fun. One of my favorite ones that I'm seeing here is this poster that is in a really cool style. So. Um, across the very top, it says McCarthy in this cool blocky script,、um, and at the bottom it says Peace in these bold blue letters, which actually is a little bit reminiscent of the famous Obama poster. And in the middle, there's this outline drawing of a dove that is done with、um, red and blue stripes of different colors across it. So it's reminiscent of these more traditional style of posters, but it's funky. It looks really cool. Like this is an aesthetic that I actually really like. On the other hand, I feel like the McCarthy name has been so ruined that I could never like display this. Also, I don't know a lot about Eugene McCarthy. This is from Eugene McCarthy's、um, uh, campaign in 1968, but it's a cool looking poster regardless. <laughs> so he was a. Democrat、um, senator uh, or senator slash, or and he was also in the House of Representatives. And in 1968, he was actually challenging Lyndon B. Johnson、um, for the Democratic nomination because he 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 was on an anti-Vietnam War platform.、Um, so yeah, so apparently he actually sought the presidency five times, but never. You know, never won,、Ooh. obviously, because、um, nobody remembers a president Eugene McCarthy.、Um, so, but yeah, it is. It is an interesting.、Um, it's got that like funky '60s, you know, like it looks like it could be on a tie dye shirt type of bird, and、um, you know, obviously, you know, anti war sentiment,、uh, you know, was quite huge in the U.S. at the time. So it, I can kind of see how like it became popular or like well known. Because、um, yeah, when I was googling campaign posters, I actually saw a lot of like eBay postings of like post like real posters from 1968. You know, like on on sale or auction, and apparently some people want to collect them. One other kind of poster design that I thought was really interesting was all these images of Jimmy Carter depicted as Jesus Christ, and these were not official. This was not an official campaign from like the Jimmy Carter for President campaign, but、um, they really his supporters、um, really saw him as this great figure, and because they have the same initials, they did this thing where it was JC can save America.、Um, And he's all looking angelic and Jesus-like in this picture. I just thought that was kind of fun as well, and that goes to sometimes the posters that are made outside the campaign can be even more impactful than kind of the official, like standardized campaign branding. There are other sort of outrageous posters similar to this one.、Uh, one of the earliest ones that I found,、um, and again, I don't know my American history all that well, so some of this context is lost on me. Maybe you can help, Quim, or 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 maybe this is before your time as well.、Um, so in. 
1856, um, which was James Buchanan versus James Fremont. Um, there's it's a poster of a donkey. Uh, it's like a hand drawn do- donkey because I guess at the time they didn't have photos. <laughs> and it says, "Hunkers attend, fire away." The above is a true likeness of the Tencent Jimmy Buchanan, the damned black rats candidate for president. Um, at, there's some other stuff. And then at the bottom, it says, um, P.S., quote unquote, Jimmy, you cannot win. Um, presumably, it's from the Fremont campaign. And it's saying Jimmy uh, Buchanan, you cannot win. And I guess he's a donkey because he's cheap. I don't know. <laughs> well, OK, so the donkey is the symbol of the Democratic Party. Oh, that makes So that's where sense. that came from. I okay. don't know what the hell damned black rat or 10 cent jimmy means <laughs> yeah like oh yeah apparently old jimmy buck goes for the win but okay anyway there's like a there's like a poem there about jimmy and all that stuff anyway it's just yeah okay the the donkey democrat symbolism makes a bit more sense um but uh, I since since I don't remember a James President James Fremont, I'm assuming he lost. Anyway, yeah, that's just like one of the earliest posters I think in the book, um, and it just kind of shows you they were always kind of weird. <laughs> there are always weird things out there. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the other ones that I found kind of funny um, is there's the 1948 poster, uh, f- which is. Um, it's actually not a Democrat or Republican poster. Um, it's a the election was uh, Harry S. Truman versus Thomas E. Dewey, and but the there was a the, another party uh, that was running or another candidate that was running for the Progressive Party. Uh, his name is Henry A. Wallace. Um, he's not, he's Wallace is not actually on this poster. Um, so the poster was created by artist Ben Sean, and it's kind of like a negative campaign poster. So he has a satirical image of Harry Truman um, playing a piano, and Thomas Dewey, the Republican, is sitting on top of the piano. And it's based on this famous uh, photograph of Harry Truman when he was vice president playing a piano with an actress named Lauren Bacall, who's like lounging seductively on the piano. And then so so he's kind of using this image to kind of say, you know, the these two presidential candidates are just, I don't know, just kind of trying to seduce each other. I'm, I actually don't know. But um, on the piano, there's a bunch of like messages. So, so instead of like sheet music, it's a bunch of messages some are saying a good man is hard to find um it's hard it it had to be you um and a bunch of words like that so yeah it's kind of like their way of i guess satirizing the two major parties and trying to say that a good man is hard to find so don't vote for these two vote for henry a wallace but quite honestly i don't see the words henry a wallace anywhere on this poster so you know, not not really, uh, not really <laughs> working so well for you there, Wallace. Um, but not that you had that great of a chance anyway. Um, so yeah, I just I thought that one was was pretty hilarious. No, he's not. He's um, not doing so good at the name recognition. No. <laughs> so, but maybe he just really liked that picture of Truman. Um, oh, and then 
before we move on <laughs> to contemporary. Um, I did just look at the the poster in 1984, which was Reagan. Uh, so yeah, Reagan and Bush in 84. It's a it's a poster, and this definitely looks like one that was like made for their campaign. So it's like a picture of Reagan in the middle with Bush on the on his right, and then another picture of Reagan on his left. Anyway, uh, and uh, it's the the slogan is "Bring America Back," and I'm like, oh, they just use the same words for all their campaigns, but changes slightly. <laughs> So. Yeah, I do hate this poster very much. And I don't know if I'm just projecting my hate of Reagan onto it. But like, it also <laughs> is not aesthetically pleasing. It's very busy. The colors are muted. It's not good stylistically. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah, like it's not it's not like, you know, uh, of, all, of all the posters, it, it is it is quite complex. And uh, it's not necessarily like the best poster there but anyway i just scrolled past this and i'm just like okay well you know they really just use similar similar marketing um for different people (laughs) yeah one poster that always gets included on every single list of like remarkable campaign posters is the obama hope poster campaign and so i am 23 years old (laughs) so the Obama campaign in 2008 and his election was one of the very first um, major political events that I actually remember and was actually like alive enough to experience. And so I saw the poster everywhere, but I never knew anything about it, really. And so I got to look up some stuff about where it actually came from. So the poster was designed by an artist named Shepard Ferry. And I thought this was interesting is that Basically, Ferry was a fan of Obama um, as he was running for president, but he was sort of like this somewhat controversial figure. He's this contemporary street artist, and he was worried that his sort of reputation as this outsider is that he would actually hurt the Obama campaign by (laughs) campaigning for him. So he wasn't sure exactly what he wanted to do, but then he got hooked up with Yossi Sergent, who was a sort of marketing person who was working as a consultant on the Obama campaign. And he was like, all right, let's do this. Um, I want, you can design a poster for him and let's do that. And so in sort of conjunction, uh, with Sergeant, he ended up designing what would be known as the Hope poster. So he took this image, like kind of off of Google images of this picture of Obama. He said he was looking for something that was strong, but not intimidating. He simplified out the image, kind of smoothed it out, made a little more geometric. He stayed with the traditional red, white, and blue color palette, but he played with it where like different shades of the red and blue than the sort of typical campaign posters make it look not quite as standard and then use those colors all over the whole poster. So it as a very particular stylized color scheme. And then they printed a couple hundred of these. What I thought was really interesting is he actually used his own logo in the image. So over the Obama campaign symbol, he put his own little logo because he didn't think this was going to be popular at all. So he wanted it up there just so like his diehard fans would definitely at least buy it because they would want to complete their collections. So he's like, great, I'll do that just to guarantee that we can like sell these first couple hundred that I'm printing. This was about two weeks before Super Tuesday. He got the go-ahead to like do it so he like screen printed hundreds of pictures he sold 350 just put 350 up 
and then used the money he got from selling that 350 to print 4,000 posters. And then they went to some rallies around Super Tuesday and just passed them all out for free. And it went super viral. Um, it sort of, they both had good networks already and like sort of, he had a fan base already, but it just so resonated with the people at those rallies and the people who were supporting Obama's campaign. And just like, everyone was like, yes, of course. Um, in an interview about this, he compared it to the Rolling Stones tongue logo. So the, the tongue that is so emblematic of Rolling Stones was just sort of a secondary logo on the back of an album, but then it just really caught on with people. And so now it's like the symbol of the Rolling Stones. And it's like a similar thing that happened with this poster. And they really thought it was going to go much slower than that. And they weren't even really prepared for the response. Also, the first 700 that they made all said progress. But then they got feedback from the campaign that they wanted to say hope instead. So the rest of them that they printed and all ended up saying hope. And that's kind of the iconic image that we're that we are left with. And he talked a little bit about sort of distribution of it. Uh, apparently there were rumors that he had like street teams all over the country. They were putting up his posters in different locations, but he's like, that's not what happened at all. Like it really was totally grassroots. People were just so excited about both the campaign and the image. They loved it so much that people were just of their own volition, just like getting it all over the place. So it was everywhere. It was like covering cities with this, <laughs> with this <laughs> image of hope. And he also said that there were a lot of rumors that he, like, made a ton of money off of this. And so he didn't want to, like, even suggest that he was making a lot of money off of this. So he said that based how he balanced this was he would sell fine, as he put it, fine art commissions of the Obama image to private collectors and then used whatever money he got from those sales to just print the posters for free. So as he put it, so at, at the time of the election he said that he had sold less than 2000 posters for money and he printed over 200,000 of them just for free distributed across the country. Hmm. Yeah, it's it is interesting cuz um Shepard Fairey's was or still is a uh, best known as a street artist and um, I'm not sure if this is one of the first times if not the first time like a campaign officially you know hired somebody who's a street artist to produce their campaign posters um, but um, I just find it interesting like ironic kind of that so I had kind of heard of Shepard Fairey before but only because of his Obey posters um, where it's like I, th I guess probably what he's was most well known for before the Hope poster was he in 1989 when he was going to uh, design school at the Rhode Island School of Design he um, made this poster with it's a picture of Andre the Giant again in that like contrasty black and white um, uh, print style and then he has just a giant words that says obey at the bottom and um, I don't think there's really like concrete meaning in that obey but it's like you know it's just so iconic and and people see it and you're just like whoa like what is that and so um but yeah i find it just ironic because it, it's kind of like they're very similar styles and it's a very signature shepherd fairy style but the obey is kind of like menacing looking like oh like what's going on uh whereas the hope is like 
you know, meant to, to evoke hopefulness and like, you know, good things, supposedly. And so um, it is just interesting that like, it came from the same person, not only but it's like, the same style, but it can have such different meanings. Yeah, it is really cool how he sort of morphed his style in order to match a campaign that had a very specific message and that they were able to work in collaboration of like, having somewhat similar goals but different backgrounds and sort of images that they wanted to portray but still managed to work together to create something that is this iconic um there are some controversies around this he got in trouble for copyright infringement because of the picture that it was based on oh and that was a whole thing he like destroyed evidence <laughs> not great <laughs> he he got in trouble for that um not ideal I, I will say that when I was looking through the the book about campaign posters and obviously one of the ones, more recent ones that was included was the uh, Obama Hope poster, but there was another poster from 2008 in that in that book, which I I've never saw because I probably got overshadowed, but it's actually really beautiful. Um, so it is the, the progress poster. So um, I don't know if this was back when they were using the word progress, or maybe this person was told to use the word progress. I have no idea. But um, this is a poster. Um, uh, it's it, so I guess it's officially titled the progress poster by the artist Scott Hansen. And I actually found a pretty cool odd article on his blog, which he went through the making of this poster. Uh, so it's, um, it's similar to the whole poster, but kind of different. Um, it's just got a big O in the middle. Um, that's the camp Obama official campaign logo. And then it says progress at the bottom. And the O is surrounded by like some concentric circles. And then there's like a tree sprouting out of it. And there's people holding hands. Uh, and the roots of the tree is like spreading downward onto like that progress word. And um, and yeah, so and the tree is like, you know, takes up the rest of the or basically the top half. So again, it is interesting, because it doesn't actually say Obama, but I guess, you know, from the O, you would know who it is. And it doesn't have Obama's face either. Um, but I just think like, from a graphic design point of view, it is really beautiful. Um, you know, there are some there are better and worse <laughs> design posters in history. But whether this one's effective or not, in terms of campaign messaging, I, you know, I can't really speak to that definitely it's not as impactful as um shepherd fairy's poster but um i think it's yeah it's really beautiful and he kind of has um this like pretty cool just like making of design posters it just kind of you know maybe in a way it, it, it you can see like the, how how a campaign poster is made and how or how a graphic designer works and how he kind of used uh different images of trees and he um had like different incarnations of how he how he drew the tree and then um kind of like how he laid it out even in illustrator like he shows his layers in illustrator which um as a person who studied design i'm just like oh cool um and then um he zooms into like these details of the tree and how he made the leaves and the people and all this stuff so um yeah i think like i don't i don't really have 
much comments about this poster just other than the fact that it's really pretty like it's like seeing that poster I was after I seen it I'm like honestly I I just want to get this book so I can put some of the nicer looking posters as like art on my wall (laughs) this is really cool and of course this will be linked in the show notes with all of that in-depth information of how this is made but you're right this is a a beautiful poster oh it's oh and it's interesting an early version actually had his name in it and then it got changed but I guess the, the symbol of the campaign was enough to signify it as the Obama campaign, I guess. But it is really well designed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and technically, uh, Hope poster doesn't have Obama's full name on the poster either. But, you know, at least it has his face. Um, although I maybe the O is enough <laughs> to symbolize who it is. I guess. Well, I mean, the Hope poster has his entire face on it. So if you don't know who it is by that point, like, that's really your own problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, I think that brings us to the end for today. Thank you so much to listening to this very special election-themed episode of Pictorial. (laughs) If you want to see our show notes or anything we talked about today, that'll be at relay.fm slash pictorial. You can also find us on Twitter or Instagram at pictorialpod. And if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at aspiringrobotfm. And you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at ArticulationsV. And I'm also on YouTube as Articulations. And speaking of YouTube, we also upload these podcast episodes to YouTube under Pictorial Podcasts YouTube channel, where um, you can listen to the entire podcast, but you can also see the posters appear on screen as we speak about them. Thanks for listening, art enthusiasts.